It is time for the Garage Rock Show. Chris here with a bunch of special guests every Friday for you guys. The GarageRockShow.com. Make sure you guys check it out. Uh, we have uh, special guest Serge in the studio once again. What's up, man? What's up? Power and, Surge. Uh, of course, uh, <laughs> Charles. Surge. What's going on? Nothing. What's up? Glad wait, to have wait. you here. I have a. Uh, I have to start it off with like a new moniker, like a slogan, if you will. <laughs> of course. And, and this one is fresh. Like I just made this one. It's Winner Winner Chicken Dinner. <laughs> PUBG, for the people who know. No uh, one's ever thought of that before. So uh, that's, that, that's what happens when you get a uh, number one spot on uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, the new uh, video game. Have you been playing that at all? I haven't. No. I mean, I'm sit there and watch You're all of You're on PS4, play. right? Oh, yeah. Big time. All right. Well, big time. we'll get I'm into that later. Yeah, we time. got we got lots of stuff. Of course, D, Miss D is here with us. Hello, Garage Rock Show listeners. Uh, we got lots of great topics to talk about. We are kicking it off uh, with talking about cell phone bans. Jack White in the headlines again talking about banning cell phones at his shows. Here's the deal, guys. Jack White uh, talked about the use of cell phones at concerts. He explained that he's banning them at his shows and his use of yonder cases. Have you any of you guys heard of a yonder case? Sounds Swedish. <laughs> it does sound Swedish. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what that was. Okay, a yonder case is a neoprene case, which is like a little foam thing that you put your phone in. You keep it on you at the show, but it can only be unlocked in the lobby. So when you put it in your case, you got your phone on you the whole time, but you can't open your phone while you're watching the show. That's you know, the thing behind it. You know, did did Do you think did that's he, really going to change anything? Did he make the name up for that? No, it's a I, separate I company. Him. It's well, a separate company because he's got that real kind of banjo vibe feel. <laughs> right? You know, like yeah. like you need a your, yonder your, mountain string band. Yonder mountain string band. <laughs> your case is yonder. <laughs> no, it's apparently it's spelled Y O N D R. Oh, if wow. anybody wants to look it up. Uh, hmm. It's a real company, and apparently they're starting to infiltrate major venues associated with some of the major concert promoters out there. That uh, they have this in place where some of these artists don't want cell phone usage at these shows. That's not cool because you know, like that's memories. That's that's for personal memories. You yeah, know? that's a great point. Like, yeah, do you think I mean personal memory. I mean, we all got it stored in our head when we see a show, but should you be able to at least capture? One or two simple shots, maybe not a five-minute video, but where do you draw the line, right? Well, I mean, the, the when we went to see Pucifer, I mean, that show was pretty dope. And, and it had, like, a real dark kind of, you know, kind of, I don't know, like ambiance. abyss ambiance. Yeah. It was almost and, like an evil circus. Yeah, the like evil circus. It was, it was real trippy. And, and, you know, it was cool. Um, and I think, you know, when Sergio had his phone up, it didn't make that big of an impact. But it was just one person with this phone. You remember when they came over and busted you? Um, yeah, that bullshit. stands out, right? Yeah, it does. It stands out when the the policy is in place, and so maybe it's almost that way of like you don't want to be that guy. He's putting that policy out there to it's like, are you really going to be that guy to challenge that? You know? Yeah. Well, you know. Okay, so I would be. I mean, I would be okay with it if it wasn't for the fact that Jack White's logic is crackhead logic, and I'm going to explain. <laughs> let me let me let me explain here. Go for so it. he says. He says, um, Jack White explains, I really react to the crowd just like a stand-up comedian would. If I finish a song and go, ta-da, it's crickets, I'm like, well, I don't know what to <laughs> yeah, do now. See, what is he talking that about? to me sounds more like the 2005 or whatever <laughs> ramblings of a crazy-ass Britney Spears. That doesn't sound like a legitimate music artist and a complaint no, I, about... I don't think self- anybody uh, feels phones. like a magician on stage for him to kind of compare himself to like, I just pulled a rabbit out of the hat and no one's impressed. It's yeah. kind of like I don't know. I don't. I, I agree with you there. I don't. I don't get where he's coming from. <laughs> yeah, I would just say maybe about? with no flash, no lights. Yeah. You know well, I mean? that's always that, that's been about the policy it. for the past at least ten years. Yeah. Well, no flash yeah. photography. Into no flash. into that point as well. Like, how did he even come to where he is now? 
through social media. Heck yeah. Yeah, 2005 well, yeah. is when through it videos. all started. Or so don't 2000, it was actually like 2001, feeds, right? 2001, nope. 2002, right? Sure. When they first came out with the white stripes. Yeah. So Biting the hand now that feeds them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So now, oh, no, no cell phones because I'm too big for you guys. Right. I hear you. That's yep. a very good point. So if we voted right now, um, so uh, no cell phones, yay or nay? I say nay. I think cell phones, even though I don't like them, I still say nay. I think you should be uh, be able to free to be able to do it. Be a douchebag if you want. Well, yeah, I, I would. Think you need, should be able to have your cell phone. Yeah. Well, I would say that you should be allowed your cell phone, but if they're going to have a ban on cell phones, there should be more media passes being handed out. Hmm. Or like a, a lottery or a draw. Like, hey, there's no cell phones here, but you got this raffle ticket and you're the winner and you're going into the photo pit. Oh. Right? Create That's some sort of lottery. I don't know. I don't know. That's think, just Charles? my... I'm, I'm, I'm stuck completely yeah, and totally in between. Um, I'm leaning a little bit towards uh, nay. Is nay that you can you have can. them? You can yeah. have the cell phones. I'm leaning a little bit more towards that because I've captured like a lot of great experiences with cell phones. But and I like flash. sharing that too as well. Yeah, the flash is killing me. Flash. Oh, you remember um, Star Set? Remember when we saw Star Set? And they were actually asking people to hold their, their phones up like lighters. Right. And to me, that makes sense. You and know? see, that's the no thing. Fire. Some artists embrace it and yeah. some artists don't. And I think to go with the, with the latter is uh, detrimental to your career these days. You should embrace technology because that's where... I mm-hmm. think the base of a lot of people going to shows, they all got one. That's what it's about. Embrace it. It's about. Embrace it. All right, so moving on. Black Sabbath guitarist Tony Iommi said in a new interview that he'd be interested in working with Judas Priest singer Robert Hal- Rob Halford. We all know that uh, Black Sabbath is done. They did their final tour two years ago. Uh, now the members are Ozzy's obviously doing his solo thing. This is the first time that Tony Iommi said he wanted to really do something separate and away from uh, Ozzy and the, and the whole crew. And uh, he said, quote, We've talked about working together for ages. When the time is right, it'd be nice to write a track or two or whatever. I'd like to do that. It's nice to work with people that you respect and like. Rob Halford, check this out. I didn't know this. Stepped in to sing for Black Sabbath at a handful of shows. What? In 1992, after Ronnie James Dio quit opening for Ozzy as well, and is once also filled in for Ozzy himself when the latter became ill on a 2004 OzFest date. So Rob Halford's no stranger to Ozzy. Put him in the studio. And, and yeah, right? I mean, wouldn't yeah. that be awesome? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would but love he's, to see that. But he's saying that his sobriety has contributed to um, to him making kind of better music and stuff? That's the latest interview, according to the Green Bay Press. They say that uh, Rob, Rob Halford uh, says in this new interview, quote, my own personal alcohol and drug addiction, I battled it, which stopped 32 years ago. Music was incredibly important to me at that moment, and I fully understood the value of music as a form of support through those early days of not drinking and drugging. I listened to music more than ever at that point, and I was able to connect in a way that I hadn't for as long as I could remember. Okay, so I'm going to play devil's advocate here. So um, so he, he, went, he sobered up about 32 years ago, right? Right. Well, that was the last time that Judas Priest made good music. <laughs> was like 32 years well, ago. Okay, fair exactly. enough. Exactly. Fair so, enough. Here's this to, 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 to your point, though. This latest album from Judas Priest, Firepower, yeah. is their highest charting album of their career. Yeah. And people are saying that Rob Halford's voice and everything, the production on this album is top notch. Soul to soul. And some of the best 
that they've ever done. Yeah. But so we spoke it's about like it. coming to a resurgence. And to that point, we spoke about it last week on our show. The only reason for that, weren't they including the album sales with their ticket sales? So exactly. it's kind of like saturating. Yeah, that's what we talked about. Fair enough. So, but okay. it, it's, it's, it's also a point to say that how many people are buying these tickets to see this band live as well. That if it's able to reach that level of 50,000 or more in a week, that's impressive to be able to move that much product in such a short amount of time when Judas Priest lets the on-sale floodgates go and everybody buys those tickets, $50,000 as well as 50,000 album sales. Well, not $50,000, I'm sorry. It's it's a lot more than that. But 50,000 album sales are included with 50,000 tickets sold. Yeah, so. I, think, uh, I think probably what's happening here, and I'm going to go out on a limb, I'm going to say that what happened was... Um, a couple of years ago, there was the kind of uh, uh, like a, a surge of, of something yeah. called hipsters. And then, <laughs> so, no, hear me out, hear me out. So right. hipsters started, you know, going to bars, drinking whiskey, Paps Blue Ribbon, like, you know, and now they're, they're gone. They're like starting to kind of fade away and they need like a resurgence. And right. there's Judas Priest right there. So like all those people <laughs> buying all the all those albums and buying all those tickets. You're saying hipsters, hipsters listen to Judas yeah, Priest. Yeah, exactly. What's I don't buy it. I want to know <laughs> how many of those so. people that went to the Judas Priest show actually opened up Had those beards? albums and put them in their CD yeah, player. Yeah, fair but, enough. And that's a great yeah. point. Is that when you get something that's a digital I mean, download, it's live like, and you almost see, disregard different. it. Yeah. I mean, like I go to a live show all. I, you know, I mean, I'd go to a live show. Right. How many people that go to that show are have beards? No offense. And no offense. And uh, and are wearing cut off jean jackets. That's what I'm. And have Pabst Blue Ribbon in their hand. And I guarantee it'll be at least seventy percent of the audience. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say at least eighty percent. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Rise Against but kicking off him. a North American tour coming up. Morning in America tour. Political as always. Rise Against has their new album out. Fallout Boy, or excuse me, AFI and opener Anti Flag are gonna be performing at all headline shows. September twenty eighth, Concord Pavilion. Anti-Flag recently recorded a video of their new song, When the, Fall, when the Wall Falls, uh, for their latest album, A Fistful of Vinyl. Uh, we got to interview Anti-Flag uh, lead singer at uh, Aftershock this yeah. past year, mm-hmm. and he was a gracious host as well as uh, just a really down-to-earth cool guy. He was a gracious host, and they actually did have a super positive message for yeah. being a punk rock band. It's not like, oh, I'm punk rock. I'm going to destroy you your... Yeah, I'm going to fuck you and... over and destroy your house. No, he's like, let's make a food. difference and let's change. And yeah. that's what I like about Rise Against as well. Is I think I like that's that a great lineup of Rise Against, AFI, Anti-Flag. We've seen all AFI to make a at Coachella, remember? Oh, yeah, they were, they were oh, great. Oh, yeah. That's right, Davey Havoc. We almost got an uh, interview with him, but it didn't work out. Uh, but yeah, what a what an awesome lineup that is. So check it out. Oh yeah, September twenty eighth, Concord Pavilion. Uh, uh, it's the latest tour with Rise Against. Uh, we'll have tickets on the Bear one hundred five seven. So make sure you guys tune in for that. I just saw Rise Against um, open up for Ingibus. Oh nice. Oh. Yeah. How was the show? Uh, it was great. It was oh, Lalo's good. first you concert. See him? Um, it was in a uh, uh, San Jose. Oh nice. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Lalo's first Lalo's first show. Did wow. he enjoy wow. it? Oh, he loved it. Yeah, oh, he thought it was yeah. great. What and a then first I, show, yeah. man. And then I took That's him to Starset, who's one of his all time favorite bands. Real quick. What was all our first concerts? Uh, Mine was 311 and Sugar Ray at the Greek Theater in Berkeley on Halloween. I won the tickets on the radio station. 95.1 back in the day in the Central Valley. Oh, wow. That was was one of mine. What was was everybody's first real rock show kind of thing? You go, Misty. I think it was 1997, 98. Yep, same era for uh, me, by the way. Smashing Pumpkins mm. and Garbage in oh, San Francisco. Wow. 
told my mom, sorry, mom, if you're listening, which you're probably not anyway, because you don't do podcasts because you're old, but <laughs> told my mom I was staying the night at, at a friend's house. Friend said we were staying a night at, at my house, and we went to a show with her brother. Wow. Yeah. This, is, this yeah. is the first podcast she's ever going to listen to, and she's never going to forgive you for that. I know, right? So was my, mine. Charles, what oh, you got? My first concert, um, 1995, The Grateful Dead. Oh, yeah, really? Oh, right. Not your really? dad, right? No, no. It was it was uh, actually that was my dad said that it was his first concert, and oh, then he let me go. I was what? 15 years old, Oakland Coliseum. Wow. Um, yeah, it was it was not 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 long before Jerry Garcia died. Wow. Um, it was it was nuts. It was my very very first concert. Wow, yeah. what a show to go! That to. would yeah. be awesome. Cool. It was pretty cool. I was a little late, so I think mine was. I lived in Sacramento at the time. I went to the Chili Peppers, and. It was Hot Kiss open for them. Oh, wow. Ooh. Nice. Wow. Awesome. What year so, was that? I'm uh, 2003, <laughs> four, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was right around uh, one hot minute. I wonder if you saw the lineup with uh, Anthony Kiedis. Uh, well, Anthony I mean Anthony Kiedis. I wonder if you saw the lineup with Dave Navarro on the guitar. Because hmm. that was one hot minute came out no. in 2004. Oh, yeah. You know, Oh yeah, they they were all dressed up funky. Anyways, you couldn't see anybody. They had little right. rabbit suits mm-hmm. and all. You know, oh uh, yeah, there was, it was dude. That's naked awesome. ladies running in the background. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> My next concert, a fun trivia fact, was the Bleeding Hands of Meth- Mephistopheles, which was a cult um, group. Uh, we all bathed each other in blood and oh man, and, that yeah, it was like awesome. a good time. Yeah, yeah it was Masonic like, Temple. I assume yeah, I was like sixteen. Uh, no, no, no. When's that? Was, ne- when's that show? Oh, it was, it was, uh, you, see, it only happens once every twenty-five years, <laughs> right? So uh, <laughs> on a blood so, moon, yeah. I hear <laughs> on a blood moon, exactly. And you may have all been there in spirit somehow because <laughs> once you do it, you interconnect with like everyone right. in kind of a, a weird way. Of course, That's yeah, hilarious. we resurrected some people. It was cool. <laughs> Moving on. We'll never forget that night. A great Bay Area acoustic benefit, guys. Seriously, Acoustic for a Cure benefit is happening May 15th, and tickets just went on sale today at the Fillmore in San Francisco. Michael Anthony is going to be there. Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith. Guitar legend Joe Satriani. Ooh. Making it basically all certain. Have you heard of the group Chicken Foot? Have you guys heard of that yes, group? Yes. The I super have group? not. I have not. Sammy Hagar is the lead singer with all three oh. of those guys that I just mentioned. That's why that's I haven't. You said Sammy Hagar and that's... <laughs> You're like, nah, uh, yeah. That's when I Red Rocker's a good guy. He's a good guy. I gotta say, he does a lot of these cool events. For his community, he's a San Francisco. What's he? Well, he's like a Jimmy Buffett knockoff, right? <laughs> no. like Sammy Hagar. Oh, Jimmy Buffett. By the way, it has his own oh, Broadway show going on. <laughs> his own oh, really? What? It's like a Broadway show. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like it's like a, a back to Margaritaville or something like that. <laughs> oh my God, is that Jimmy Buffett? Right? Yeah, that's yeah. Him. No, no, no. It is. It's and, and it's successful. It's a Broadway show. It's successful. Oh, because it's that's that crazy. he's tapping into that baby boomer generation, yeah. man. Yeah, it's that's like that. this tripped out kind of thing that's that he's like it's going into like oh, yeah. Margaritaville and there's all kinds of characters. And it's, oh man, it, it sounds it sounds pretty. That awesome. sounds insane. Yeah, margaritas. Uh, you got to drink margaritas right before you go there. <laughs> yeah, check all that out for the chicken foot thing online at LiveNation.com. We were talking about Deftones earlier. Going to be working on new material this week. Apparently, according to their Instagram, posted a photo of themselves in the studio. With the captions that said, quote, someone say jam and the back, uh, or excuse me, the hashtag back at it. So what nice. do you guys think? Uh, here's the deal. Uh, they're, they're not playing any shows. They played their first live show of 2018 earlier this month in San Antonio. No further shows scheduled. 
So it seems the band may not be record or may be recording and not rehearsing. They were doing, a lot, they they were doing a lot of shows there oh, for a yeah. while, though. For a lot, so, yeah, nonstop. I mean, so now nonstop. probably in the studio recording new music or rehearsing yep. for the upcoming shows in the summer. I think, say. honestly, like the the Deftones are always recording new music. So I think it's it's probably not long before we see them drop a new album. Sounds True. good to me. I'd love yeah. to hear it. Oh, yeah, I love the Deftones. Oh, Ever since Around the Fur came out, like yeah. I was sold. Me too. Oh, yeah. um, even when we saw them at Aftershock, like what, like two years ago, they still put on an yeah. amazing show. We've seen them show. in Fresno recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah. saw yeah. Crosses we at yes. Coachella, an amazing show. So yep. anything. Yeah, Chino's always. I just, think yeah, Chino's Chino awesome. kissed in Coachella. I, yeah, they did a <laughs> yeah. big kiss, you know. <laughs> I've sure. only seen one poor performance by the Deftones. Really? Yeah, and, and that was, um, and he was yeah. pissed drunk. Yeah. I mean. Pissed. Did I, I say that enough for the microphone? Her. Oh, yeah. Pissed, yeah. Dr- pissed drunk. <laughs> um, yeah, he was he was basically just walking around squealing. Yeah, uh, I can and see that. It was, but everything else. I mean, I've seen the live probably about ten times, and every single other performance has been fantastic. All right, moving on to some uh, other news about Zeppelin celebrating their 45th anniversary Ooh. of their album, Houses the Holy. Ooh. Turns 45 this week. Get this. Houses the Holy came out. March 28th, 1973. That was yesterday. Wow. 45 years ago. All the hits on here, of course, we all know them. Uh, Dancing Days song remains the same. The Rain song, Over the Hills and Far Away, No Quarter, The Ocean. I mean, it just goes on and on. What a landmark album. Nice. Uh, and it's they're celebrating their 45th anniversary of that album this year, but as well as 50th anniversary of Led Zeppelin as a band this year. Wow. wow. Which is Damn. just a trip, right? Yeah, that's crazy. And I... Yeah. You got three quarters of the band, John Paul Jones, Jimmy Page, uh, Robert Plant, but they don't want to do anything together. Yeah. Uh, Robert Plant said he that ship has sailed. He's on to new creative endeavors. I mean, what do you guys... They're one of the few bands that could really pull off uh, kind of a semi-reunion that people would just pay oh, out yeah. the wazoo for. But you just yeah. said it, though. You said semi Reunion. They can never be a full band like they were sure. 45, 50 years ago. John, yeah. you know, so, uh, John Bonham, of John course, Bonham, passed yeah, away. Exactly. Yeah, but his son is but drumming, did, though, right? Right. And didn't they do an album with John Bonham? Did they well, not? John Who Bonham was the original drummer. His son, Jason or Jason Bonham. Bonham. Jason Bonham, They didn't yes. do an yes. album. They did a live performance at the London O2 Arena in 2007. With Jason Bonham. Yes, so I think I've that, that there, that show at that time, that was their reuniting, right. in my opinion. Of course, and that's so. what they've always yep. said, that that was the last time that they would ever do that. And, and we saw Robert Plant at a Hardly Strictly Bluegrass a few years right. ago. Right, he and was he with Allison Krauss at that's that That's right, he did that yeah, Bluegrass so he, album. He did yep. a really Lucky. awesome Bluegrass thing. So, you know, if they're going to be creative, I look forward right to on. what yeah, they're going, going to be. Right on, yeah, he's going down his own musical direction. It's different, but... It's also that conflict of the fans that right. see yeah. the member of Led I mean, Zeppelin. We would all love to hear the Led Zeppelin see track. Led Zeppelin live. We right. would, we would yeah. love it. But, you and know. everyone yeah. wants to see Robert Plant, but is it going to be like the Beatles where Ringo puts out his own his own oh, yeah. album and yeah. no one gives right. a sh- crap, you know? So, eh, you know, who knows? Moving on to the next topic, Garbage, celebrating their 20th anniversary of their sophomore LP, their, their album version 2.0, which was basically the one that kind of put them on the map. That's uh, the one with the only happy when it rains song, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, and it had, um, <laughs> it, it, it had all kinds of stuff. And apparently, this reissue includes ten B sides from that era, yeah, including "Lick the Pavement," the B side to "Push It," 
which was the single that's mm-hmm. out there right now. You guys can check it out. Butch Vig said in a statement, quote, Version 2.0 is the sound of a band growing up, evolving, and more than anything, gaining confidence. When we started recording, we made a conscious decision not to reinvent ourselves, but rather take everything we learned from our debut album and filter it through the new digital technology we were grappling with. It's probably our best album. Good for them. Yeah. The reissue is going to be out on CD, vinyl, and digital formats. Well, uh, you were saying you're a huge fan. Uh, I the, yeah, about... still, and I still I hope to hear like great music come from them. Shirley Manson would was you see like him live f- on this tour. Um, I mean, if they were to be coming to the Shoreline or I would want to hear some samplings before I do shows because I kind of pick and choose what shows these days that I want to go to and, and want to see. But I uh, have always had mad respect for Shirley Manson. She's an amazing front woman. But Butch Vig, he's a drummer in Garbage, but he's also like a producer and an amazing producer. He's an amazing, amazing, yes, amazing engineer and producer yes. with a golden ear. And he, he if is. he says something like that about the album, you got to take his it word. It has for merit. It. Yes, yeah, his, definitely. his word has merit. Oh, so, I agree with that. So maybe, maybe. Yeah, right. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Couple quick more music topics as we uh, move on here. Talking about, uh, well, let's briefly touch on this news topic about Prince that made the headlines. Oh yeah, how they found exceedingly mm-hmm. high levels of fentanyl found in his body. Mm-hmm. We know that Dolores O'Riordan from the Cranberries mm-hmm. overdosed on fentanyl. We yep. know now that Tom Petty overdosed on fentanyl. What's now going that on? what what they found here is uh, Prince. We all know that he died of the accidental opioid overdose. But here's the thing. A new toxicology report finds that Prince also had extremely high levels of the painkiller fentanyl in his body. Fatalities have occurred with levels as low as 3 micrograms per liter. Guess how much he had in his body. Check this out. According to the report, his blood had a concentration of 68.7 or excuse me, 67.8 micrograms per liter. That's, that's and nuts. what was the legal that's limit? Nuts. 3. Micrograms. He yeah. had 67. So he was addicted, clearly. No. Oh, well, his bloodstream was obvi- coated with it. Yeah. Right. Isn't yeah. that what Michael Jackson died from as well? That's what they're investigating, oh, that it was a very similar. I don't know if it was fentanyl exactly, but. Um, what does fentanyl do? What exactly. Is I need to try that it's shit. A patch. <laughs> it's a patch. Apparently, it's like a slow yeah. release patch for people yeah. that are trying to get off opioids. You know what? Oh. It, and what I've they seen do that is before. they break them yeah. open and they get Ooh. the good stuff out of there and make a. A, a, a new form of a hit yeah. with that, but it's uh, super deadly. I ain't gonna lie. First time I seen that was a couple years easy. ago. Somebody was on that. Woo, party. That's crazy. Somebody hey, I, they had like four patches on one arm. I'm, even gonna, oh, I'm not even lying. And they survived? Oh. Fentanyl. But they had some problems, though. They had some, like, some birth problems, that's all. Hey, but, you know, I, 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 to, your, to the fentanyl thing, do you guys remember like in the late 90s, the MTV commercials that used to come out to like keep People for, uh, in our generation off heroin, and it was like everybody's doing it, doing it. I don't, I don't remember that for the rest of your life. And there's this like junkie, <laughs> and he's in the bathroom, and oh, he's man. throwing up everywhere. And that was like the the oh, thing. You know that made you, like never it touch heroin. It was big heroin. in the '90s, and now it's big again. It's like every 20 years, it never right? went nowhere. So this maybe is, they should do that no, with like true. fentanyl. You know, I think this might have been an illusion that was concocted during Misty's like uh, stint with heroin. <laughs> yeah, I think when that was she a was addicted, that she it was had. like a train spotting style baby crawling on the <laughs> ceiling type. Remember the MTV commercials? <laughs> with the fentanyl, fentanyl, don't do it. All right, everybody's doing it. Do you guys have Spotify? I uh, used to. It's like Spotify. It's like, isn't that a thing of the past? Does anyone no. use Spotify anymore? Yeah, people mm. still use it. It's a music streaming service. You can't say that in 
case one day they'll endorse this podcast. <laughs> I mean, Spotify is awesome. I don't use it, no. Okay, so check it out. Spotify says 2 million people used hacked apps to suppress the ads. We all know, like, if you use Spotify, the free version, yeah. you have to listen to ads. Yeah. Apparently, these people had these um, hacked apps that blocked ads. They said that uh, they detected instances of approximately 2 million users oh, yeah, as I heard of, of December 31st, 2017. Uh, they suppressed advertisements without payment. Uh, the timing is less than ideal as it, uh, uh, Spotify is set to make an initial public offering on the New York Stock Exchange April 3rd. Wow. Really? So it's making everybody lose confidence in the company with this report coming out. That, oh, yeah, and they got to do something. Yeah, because, I mean, what? That's a, that sounds like a failed business model. It yeah. is if a failed business model. If no one's listening to model. the ads, the artists aren't getting their money. These people are getting the music for free, and they feel entitled to have the streaming service as they should. They don't want to pay for the premium service to have the ad free. So, I mean, you're seeing this right now. This is the beginning. There's other services like YouTube, Amazon, all these other places that are trying to charge people for a music streaming service. Yeah. Well, and YouTube is staying relevant well, as well because if you have the app, like it's constantly like example, messaging though. you and notifying you. You could get, what if we had a hacked YouTube app that was able to get free and to where I don't have to pay for YouTube Red. Mm. I could get free YouTube videos. Would you use it? Is that the question you're well, posing? Well, that's what Ooh. I'm posing to everybody out there is that if that Pandora's box is open to you, so to speak, would you peek inside that's a and, good and question. take it? That's a good question. You know? I don't know because, you know, um, I mean, I have a friend who used to torrent movies a lot. Mm-hmm. And this friend really enjoyed it and particularly liked the freedom that that friend got when they torrented movies. Yes. And, uh, um, and you know, it was pretty fantastic. But, I mean, the, the legal ramifications and the you know, okay. moral ramifications. You just... Here's the thing. I justify downloading and bootlegging movies in a way because of these are. You mean like, your friend? Well, yes. Your friend justifies. Who does that? <laughs> uh, I would say that there's. Chris thinking, would never do that. We th- they're thinking don't that do if that I download or bootleg, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, say, the latest <laughs> Marvel Avengers movie or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that. That company can kind of afford that. That if I'm ripping off indie artist Joe Schmo, yeah, they really can't afford that. Yeah, and that they could use your five dollars for that album download. Yeah, but Marvel or um, the latest Star Wars movie, yeah, doesn't need your five dollars, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, um, is there a difference there? Yeah, between Hollywood not. major budget movies and pir- you know pirating movies or music. I mean, in terms of if you're pirating a movie, it's a major budget. You know, people aren't pirating fucking Sundance Film Festival movies. People are pirating big time movies. Yeah, you know that are big budget movies. So, I get that. But if you're pirating uh, an indie band, an up and coming band that you heard about at South by Southwest this year, and you're not willing to see them live, you're not willing to see them live. You're not willing to pay anything. You just want to hear what they're all about. Well, you, you can wanna... watch free streams of South by Southwest. So they do offer services where you can watch. For free, those live. are live though. At the moment, you and can watch your it live own. if you're lucky enough to watch it live. But a lot of those aren't on demand later. I feel you like can't a, just like kind of stream those. I don't know. I feel like Lars Ulrich is gonna pound through the door right now and just start <laughs> beating the shit out of you. It's true. <laughs> Napster, how dare you? Yeah. Okay, check this out. Uh, this is moving on to another one. CD and vinyl are now more popular than digital downloads. Hipsters. Thanks to subscription music and streaming <laughs> services. Here's the numbers that the, what they're saying here is that uh, for the first time since 2011, CDs and vinyl records are outselling digital downloads. 
Here's the thing. Digital downloads fell to 1.3 billion last year while the sales of physical media only declined to 1.5 billion. So it's barely edging it out. But still the first time in nearly seven years that that's happened. Isn't that yeah. kind of interesting? No, I actually just listened to uh, this this report on NPR today when I was rolling through, and they were saying that there's this crazy resurgence of uh, of of single um, non corporate bookstores. Like it's coming back up. Like they're right. they're burying like all these big corporate bookstores, and it kind of makes sense. Um, you know, when you've got vinyl coming back in play. I mean, you guys have like a really impressive vinyl collection. But uh, um, oh, well, I think, you. yeah, I think like a lot of people are, are yeah, jumping sure. back on that bandwagon. But I think that a lot of people forget that the sound that the comes sound. is so awesome. Here's it's the deal. With a lot the of these sound. latest vinyl albums that are coming out, though, there's a little bit of hoodwinking that is going on, in my opinion, in the audiophile world. That what we're basically getting, if you're going to, uh, say, Barnes & Nobles and seeing all the vinyls that they have there on, right when you walk into their CD area, you see all the yeah. new vinyls of... Yeah, no. All the latest albums are even Pink Floyd classics and stuff like that. No. Those are vinyl repressings of digital masters. Yes. And they no. are not the original audio quali- audio file quality vinyl pressings from the 70s. That's a conspiracy. That, that you're not getting sound. that. What you're mm-hmm. getting is a compressed version of that mastered onto a cheap, not even 180 oh, gram yeah, vinyl that's not version. Cool. It's half the size. It's a thin little vinyl plate. It's not 180 gram. And then you go and play it on your Crosley player, yeah. which is just eating and chewing up those records with their crappy styluses that people don't even realize. Yeah. So, I mean, they're making it's great for the record industry, which is obvious here for the first time that we're seeing this. Yeah. But at the same but time, it's not authentic. It's no. not authentic. It's not for audio quality. And that's the problem is that if. People were genuinely, genuinely collecting older records with a nice hi-fi phonograph. Mm. That wouldn't be affecting the Billboard charts. That's not what we're seeing. Right. We're seeing people <clears throat> buying audio, yep. vinyl, physical media in Best Buy and Barnes and Nobles. Yeah. That's what's contributing to this. Well, they're yeah. buying them because they're trendy. So I guess my recommendation would be buy your albums at thrift stores and garage sale kids. Yeah. Because you're yeah. gonna get the Buy best. The oh yeah, big time. Big time. I Buy love in Pink Floyd's yeah. "Dark Side of the yep. Moon" at Barnes and Nobles. I understand maybe you want a version that doesn't click and pop and all of that, but trust me, if you find a That's premium, the you put on the wall. non-scratch yeah. version, yeah. like a picture uh, from the '70s, one of the original pressings, this is like a picture. It would be well, well worth the investment. They told uh, me, you know, I don't know. They told me something like this would happen at the, choice, the though, bloody hands of Mephistopheles. <laughs> they right. told me that this was coming twenty five years did in advance. Like that. I knew it was going to happen. We were looking at a pool of blood. Okay, and it was horse blood. Who's got Who's got the the sheet with the answer on my trivia question? Someone's got it. Do you have it, Charles? Ina um, thinks Nada over here. So. I don't. Let me see yours. No, that's okay. You don't. Yep. Well, I have the answer. In my head. Oh, oh here cheater. it is. Okay, I got it. I got the answer. He had all it right. all along. Okay, guys. On this day in rock history trivia, this is something that we like to do every week. That on this day, Friday, March 30th, something happened in history of rock and roll. We like to kind of highlight and see what you guys think. All right? So we'll get what you guys uh, think on this day. In 2004, March 30th, what musician kicked off the highest grossing tour of 2004 and was also... One of the first to include an album download with ticket sales. Look on your list here. It's between A, David Bowie, B, Prince, or C, Elton John. Mm. So who mm. was the first artist, one of the first? I don't I'm going to go with Elton first, John. Okay. To include album 
sales with his tickets as well as the highest grossing tour I'll go of with, 2004. I'll go with Prince. I'm going to go with D. Rob Halford during his uh, <laughs> during his <laughs> his trip off the wagon. Oh, that was a dark time for Halford, actually. That was that was a dark time. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with Elton John just because, you know, Elton John. Okay, so we have two for Elton John. We got Surge, Disney movie. Elton John. Charles saying Elton John. Dolly is saying. I said Prince because everyone loves Prince, right? I love okay. Prince. No yeah. one said Bowie. I, I'm Prince. not going to lie. I love Prince. I am Bowie, Prince. though. I mean, Prince. hey, Bowie. You know what? Yeah, yeah, David Bowie. But, but, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm kind of impressed. Him. I'm impressed right. because Prince is very small and he had artists. that much All right. of that in his bloodstream. Yes, I got the answer right here in 2004. Raspberry Beret. Drum roll, please. Prince oh. kicks off his musicology oh. tour. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, oh, Charles. Oh, you stole my moniker. <laughs> on, this day, on this day, March 30th, he kicked off his show in Reno, Nevada. The average ticket cost only $61 which included a copy of the Musicology album. These are counted as sales according to Billboard, so the album rises to number three. His previous three albums even failed to chart, so he had to come up with something. He had This was a smart move. The tour takes in $87.4 million, making it the highest-grossing tour of 2004, hmm. adjusted to inflation. Which uh, which ends our, our, our third segment, You Stole My Catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> All I could think about is the drugs these fools the are fentanyl, doing. The fentanyl, I know. I know. Dude. Oh, dude. The, I fentanyl. Mean, the fentanyl. I mean, can you imagine if Rob Halford was doing fentanyl? <laughs> Who knows? It's no. record to you. Who knows where he'd His be? record sales have been through the roof. <laughs> All right, on this day, Wait some new albums are coming out. Ben Harper, Charlie, Muscle White releasing a new album. Dead Mouse Dead releasing Mouse. a new album. Where's Whoa, the Drop? Escape the Fate coming no out with a new album. Holy Wave, Mount Erie, The Vaccines. Julian Casablancas and The Voids yeah. releasing a new album, Virtue, today. Uh, also, uh, yeah, so check that all out. That's pretty much it for this week as far as rock and roll goes. Uh, this week on The Garage, we got a lot of great music on the way. Tomorrow night, tune in, 1057thebear.com. Stream us anywhere, anytime, Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. The Bronx, King Mosquito, The Sidekicks, the Special Bronx. Explosion, Guided by Voices, The Brevet, Black Pistol Fire, Joe Pass, Stephen Malkmus and The Jigs, Middle Kids, Ice Age, The Lawrence Arm, Sonny Smith, Boy Pablo, all featuring next, or all being featured tomorrow night. Make sure you guys tune in for that. I'm sure you guys haven't heard of most of those bands, as have I. These are all new music artists that are sent my way, and we like to play them for you guys every week, so check that out. Let's check it out. Movie News Corner, hot topics and headlines for the week, guys. Okay, Charles, have you heard of Movie Pass? Uh, I have heard of Movie Pass. What's and the deal? I, I looked into Movie Pass. What's the deal? For like six ninety five. What's the um, verdict? For every you know per month, you get to go. You know what? I I'm I'm kind of lukewarm on this one right here. You got to pay for a year up front for everybody yeah. that doesn't know MoviePass.com. You can pay right now. I don't know if the promotion period is still available as you're hearing this, but uh, if you go to MoviePass.com, normally it's ten dollars a month. Right now, it's a limited time for six ninety five a month, you, but you have to pay for a year up yeah. front. But apparently, here's the deal: you can watch one movie a day for a month. Yeah, I, you know what? Some people I read up online because I really wanted this, and I read up online that that some movie theaters aren't accepting Movie Pass, and so right. you've got to make sure that the theaters like around you actually accept it before you start doing it. And then right. if you do, I guess you're golden. Yeah, but. You know, sounds like a cool deal. Sounds good on paper. I just at least. fall asleep in the theater, anyways. Would you pay eighty four bucks though, sir? It's all the fentanyl, huh? Up front to go to a, a movie a day for a year. <laughs> right. 
I mean, I get, I would just to take like you know, take the kids. You never know, right? Especially yeah. if you have kids, I imagine that'd be a, yeah, a no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. Get out of the day, or if you ever wanted to, but, just get out for the day. And but how many times do you want to see Fast and the I'm Furious? I'm gonna have to disconnect 13. my cable though. <laughs> I'm gonna have to disconnect my cable. <laughs> I know. Right? We're just gonna go to yeah. the theater. <laughs> we're gonna see. We're gonna see. We're gonna see the power surge in about a month, and he's gonna be all drawn and just black circles <laughs> under his eyes. I've been in the movies every day for the past four days, man. <laughs> Speaking of movies, movies and fentanyl. <laughs> oh my god, six to seven point nine percent. Oh my god. Mark fentanyl Hamill sounds like my cousin. Mark Hamill says in a new interview about Star Wars. That Star Wars is coming too close on the heels of the Last Jedi. I get that. We, I mean, we just saw the Last Jedi. Yep. That was what December. So yep. now, uh, Solo, a Star Wars story is obviously coming out in May. What do you that. think, Charles? Is that too soon? Yeah, it's too soon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, um, I spent the majority of my of my life, you know, watching the uh, the the good series, the right, you know, the um, four, five, and yep. six, yeah, over and over and over again, and just waiting years and years and years. When the prequels came out, I was kind of excited. I went to all the midnight showings, and then I was sorely disappointed for right. another decade before they started releasing like the you know the the good movies, going back to like kind of like the basics. Yep. But um, but he's true. I mean, you got to give the audience some suspense. You, I mean, the Avengers movies, I mean, one of the reasons why they're so incredibly powerful, just individually, just the Avengers, not the other, right. sub, you know, on all those other ones, but it's because you're waiting, like, about a good three or four years. I mean, Game of Thrones, you wait, like, what, a year and a half, two years for, like, another season? You create audience anticipation. People get excited, and then they finally do it, and I'm going off on a rant, aren't I? No, no, that's good. <laughs> Here's what Mark Hamill said about it. He said, quote, I will say that they should pace themselves because you don't want to oversaturate it. I said to Disney, mm-hmm. "Really? Five months after we come uh, after we come out comes uh, Solo, a, horror, a Star Wars story. Yeah, can't you at least wait until Christmas? But they've got things booked. They're doing Marvel and their own movies, so that's beyond my purview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, also by the way, though, on a side, I'm really they excited to see Solo because I'm I'm a big oh, fan of Donald Glover. Huge fan of Donald Glover. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of agree that I just felt like I just saw, like I'm kind of still processing, not really processing and reeling from it. But, uh, I mean, it's it, a Star Wars movie is a lot to take in. It yeah. is. Every it year. Is. It and is. You've got to watch to, it over to kind of shift and over gears and, over. and go away from where the current universe is to the the far back prequel universe. Yeah. It's kind of just like a direct U-turn and almost kind of a It took your lifetime to figure it out. Yeah. Just kind of like, "Hey, yeah, too bad. We can't fit it in any other way, so here you go." Yeah, wait a little bit of a wait a little bit of time, you know, get get people, you know, build up the suspense. It's, I agree. It's not necessary. I can't wait. I want it now. <laughs> I want it now. Right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I want it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Was that Veruca Salt? That's Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt, ladies nice. and gentlemen. Great band from the 90s as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, next topic, New York re- restaurants. You're going to love this, Charles. Okay. Uh, they're making money these days via apps to use their bathroom. Oh, God. Here's the deal. New York City they restaurants and bars are making extra money bringing in potential customers by teaming up with apps that charge to let people use their bathrooms or store luggage. Got to Uber my bathroom. <laughs> it's called Lulu app. It charges a fee to users that need to use the bathroom to direct them to participating bears and restaurants. You can get some, like, use a bathroom at somewhere like a pizza place for five bucks. 
for a fancy restaurant, like ninety nine cents shit. to five bucks. Wow. So ninety nine cents for a pizza joint, five bucks for a fancy restaurant. You can use a restaurant. Oh I my god. Lie. I'm the one that's probably drinking and peeing outside the restaurant. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fuck that app. <laughs> There's yeah, a six dollar no, per crazy. bag fee too. Like if you want to drop off your bag or store something somewhere, apparently yeah. six dollar per bag, which is split with the restaurants. So they're making some, they're making some good money. Well, yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, because people people do desperate things and you know desperate times. desperate times. You know, like honest death call for desperate measures. If I really, 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 really had to be in a restaurant, I might just pay 99 cents on a nap to go in there, right. but I would feel violated. I, I would, would cry as I peed. <laughs> I would cry. I'm just saying, I'd pull out right then and there. Wherever. Oh, my God. And just pee on the floor. Find a dark place. Just pee on the floor. Speaking it's of dark power places. Power surge! Blue moon. Have you guys heard Fertilize. about the blue moon that's supposed to be happening tomorrow night? Nice. Blue moon. Blue yep. moon first time in, uh, obviously, I, I think it's a couple years. Uh, the term refers to the second full moon to appear within a, s- a calendar month. They're fairly rare, happening only every three years or so. Yeah. Well, we had a, didn't we, I thought we had a blue moon, red moon, and another yeah, yeah, and kind of crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but blue moon but reminds me of uh, night. Los Dinos getting, from Yeah, Selena. but we're getting ripped off. <laughs> it's like half a blue moon, half a red moon. Really? Because you only see one side of the moon. You know there's what? The reason why there's the dark side of the moon, and there's yes. a conspiracy Pink theory Floyd on it. Yeah. wrote an album about it. We you know only the restaurants, see half of it, folks. The restaurants that charge to use the bathroom, they also serve half a blue moon. <laughs> That's all you get. <laughs> get a watered-down blue moon. <laughs> exactly. Then they throw half orange in there. I'm right there with you. All I'm right, right there guys. With you, Misty. That pretty much wraps it up. I have one last random trivia thing, and it, it is really random. Yeah. It has nothing to do with rock and roll. Or anything, but I thought this was an interesting thing, and I wanted to see if you guys knew this. Why did the FBI call Ted Kaczynski the Unabomber? Because uh, he had a unibrow. <laughs> <laughs> eh. <That is> incorrect. <laughs> um, you remember? No. I did not know this piece of trivia. Well, uni is you sing uh, singular. Una, it's una, una. not uni. What's it? Uh, what's the difference? That one. Well, you will see as I explain. Una the or una. Luna. Una. Una bomber. Because he ate Luna bars. Una. <laughs> We're joking no about somebody who blew people up. I know, it's horrible. Paleta. It's okay. Okay, here's the deal. His early mail bombs were sent to universities, which are abbreviated UN, Ooh. and airlines. Wow. Hey, Unabomber. Oh, that's crazy. I had no idea. Wait, one more time? His early mail bombs were sent to universities and airlines. So U-N-A. He's- universities and airlines. Oh, he's just a really, really sick, sick, sick person. I agree. There are a lot of people out there like that these yeah. days, and it continues to be. This was in obviously in the '90s, early '90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was yeah. happening. What we're talking about, but I mean, yeah, there's obviously this huge still to this day mu- we have movement sick now. people out there that are They're still sick. causing terror and problems in the society. And then, okay, we, well, on that note, I'm going to plug a little something right here. Yes. Talking about sick, sick people. Um, have you guys? Uh, have you guys watched the Netflix show Wild Wild Country? With, no, um, with I the Bhagwan. Hannah and no. Neil Young. No. Oh no. No, no, no. This one is about a cult that uh, that set up shop in Antelope, Oregon, and within like a couple year period, they had a town of like eight thousand people, and it went from like this Indian peace loving hippie free love guru to like people like like carrying Uzis and assault rifles. Oh and all. wow! It's a it's a six part hour long per show series on Netflix. Um, the leader is called the the Bhagwan, and the town is called Rajneeshpuram. 
And man. so I like to say that before I do something complex, <laughs> like say the Bhagwan lives in Rajneesh Puram. Before I like that audition. Cool. The ba- I was doing that before we did this. The Bhagwan lives in Rajneesh Puram. That's you a good uh, vocal exercise. Right yeah. So there. what is the reasoning behind them like taking on militia? Oh, yeah. and That's great. I'm glad that you asked that. Apparently, the people in Antelope don't take too kindly to the Bhagwan in Rajneesh Puram. So oh, they wow. had so a lot of guns. You know, some some kind of backwoods place in Oregon where it's like a community of about forty people, and they don't have southern accents, by the way. But they had they they have a lot of guns, so um, they started all do accents they, when we talk. They, Fuck it. <laughs> Everybody has southern accents, um, including my cousin Fentanyl. Um, <laughs> so it's like which they, I'm very close with. I'm very close there. with now. Nah. Um, <laughs> they've uh, uh oh, they've got that's a, him um, calling right now. Oh, that's who is that? Fentanyl, Bogwan, <laughs> um. <laughs> They, they, you know, started carrying around their guns because the cultists started kind of coming in and they started kind of pushing them out of their neighborhood. And so they started carrying guns. And then the leader named Sheila something, like, she told all their people, well, we have to get guns too. And so it went from a right. hippie kind of place to, like, you know, a, an, arsenal, like an arsenal. I mean, it's a, it's a riveting series. I guarantee it's going to win a bunch of awards. Nice. They are not sponsoring this podcast in any way. I'm not <laughs> plugging them. But it's a really no, crazy show. No, that's cool. Show. That sounds yeah. interesting. Wild, wild country. What are your take on like the whole gun violence thing? There's a huge uprising with you say hipsters. We're millennials, believe it or not. I'm not. Ni- 1981 above. I'm not. Millenn- you're born after 1981. I'm, I'm 79, baby. You're 79. <laughs> 79. Yeah. Well, Charles, you don't look a day over 2017. 1979. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yep. Yeah. And so I guess with that, winner, winning turkey dinner. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right, guys. Make sure you check us out at com every week. And, of course, check us out tomorrow night. We have our full episode for The Garage featuring nothing but new tracks on the Bear Airwaves every Saturday, 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1057thebear.com. You guys can stream it anywhere, anytime. Thanks, guys, for hanging out. Thank you. Yep. Thank you.